Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessing, saints. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me. You know the day is coming when the sun, moon, and stars go dark, right? And some of us will be alive when that happens. I don't know if it'll be this generation, another generation. It'll be thousands of years down the road. We simply don't know. But the days are drawing near, and I think that we're in the last moments of the last days. There's a couple of reasons I think that. It's because we know from Scripture that from the time that Jesus came in bodily form upon the earth, that that was the last days. Hebrews tells us that. And also other portions of Scripture show us the things that will happen in the last days. And the very fact that Israel is now upon the land as a nation, it has been since the 1948, wasn't it? Uh, 47, 48, somewhere right around there. Uh, that right there is a major, major timing element. And so we know that the days are progressing. We know we're getting closer to the return of the Lord. I want to uh, uh, review just real quick what we looked at the last time and add one more verse to it. And then I want to spend probably two or three or four episodes uh, checking out what the rest of the parallel passages have to say about what Jesus has said so far in Matthew 24. And if you remember Matthew 24, beginning with verse 29, Jesus said this, But immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give us light, and the stars will fall from the sky, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. I think that all those cosmic disturbances like that, everything going black stops Satan's tribulation for the time being because everything going black just stops it. Verse 30, And then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds with power and great glory. Now, a lot of times people will say, well, yeah, that's Jesus coming, his glorious return. We've already been raptured prior to that. No, listen to the next verse, verse 31. And, so it's coming right after that, verse 30, and he will send forth his angels with a great trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of the sky to the other. From one end of the sky to the other, the elect will be gathered together. And so uh, I believe that's the picture of the rapture of the church at that moment in time. And that's what literally truncates, cuts short the day of the great tribulation. It also initiates the day of the Lord. So uh, let's go to the book of Mark now, Mark the 13th chapter. And I'm just going to read this uh, as far as we have time right now within our allotted time. And it's what we call the parallel passage uh, to Matthew 13. Matthew, Mark, and Luke 21, maybe. <laughs> uh, show us this. And <laughs> we get to Luke, I'll explain why I say maybe. Okay, But listen to Mark chapter 13, verse 1. As he, that's Jesus, was going out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Teacher, behold, what wonderful stones and what wonderful buildings. Remember, we talked about this earlier. Verse 2. And Jesus said to him, Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left upon another, which will not be torn down. Verse 3, as he was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, that means across the valley from the temple, Peter and James and John and Andrew were questioning him privately. And they were saying this, tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign when all these things are going to be fulfilled? Verse 5. 
Jesus began to say to them, See to it that no one misleads you. Many will come <clears throat> in my name saying, I am he, and will mislead many. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be frightened. Those things must take place, but that is not yet the end. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will also be famines. These things are merely the beginning of birth pangs. Verse 9, But be on your guard, for they will deliver you to the courts, and you will be flogged in the synagogues, and you will stand before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them. Now that right there is a little insight that Matthew didn't give us. Okay, He says that these things are going to happen to you, and you're going to stand before the powers that be for his sake, as a testimony to them. Then verse 10, the gospel must first be preached to all the nations. Verse 11, when they arrest you and hand you over, do not worry beforehand about what you are to say, but say whatever is given you in that hour, for it is not you who speak, but it is the Holy Spirit. Spirit. That's another point that Mark brings out that Matthew didn't. Now, when I say that, that's not to say that one gospel is superior to another one or one of the gospels is inferior to another. No, each one of the gospels had different authors. They had different purposes. Okay, They had different recipients, but they had the same Lord and the same Holy Spirit that was guiding them. And so they would bring out different nuances about things. What Mark is saying, when you are hauled before these powers that be, don't worry about it because I will give you the thing to say in that hour because it will be the Holy Spirit speaking. Verse 12, brother will betray brother to death and a father his child and children will rise up against parents and have them put to death. So that gives us a little more insight into the intensity of it that even families will be handing one another over and betraying one another. Verse 13, you will be hated by all because of my name, but the one who endures to the end, he will be saved. So up to this point, we see that this is a, a quite similar to what we saw in Matthew, except with a couple of more little points. Verse 14 now, but when you see the abomination of desolation standing where it should not read, let the reader understand, then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains. The one who is on the housetop must not go down or go in to get anything out of his house. And the one who is in the field must not turn back to get his coat. Even The idea being this, folks, even if your coat's hanging on a bush over there or hanging on a limb or something like that, don't even turn around to go to the other side of the field and get it. Head immediately to the mountains. Verse 17, but woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. But pray that it may not happen in the winter. For those days will be a time of tribulation such as has not occurred since the beginning of creation, which God created until now and never will. Unless the Lord had shortened those days, no life would have been saved. But for the sake of the elect whom he chose, he shortened the days. We get a little more insight about the elect right there. The elect are chosen by God. Then he says this, and then, if anyone says to you, Behold, here is the Christ, or behold, he is there, do not believe him. For false Christs and false prophets will arise and will show signs and wonders in order to lead astray, if possible, the elect. But take heed, behold, 
I told you everything in advance. Mark really emphasizes that the Lord is saying, I, I told you everything you need to know right here. Now, the final few verses, verse 24. But in those days after the tribulation, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give us light and the stars will be falling from the heavens and the powers that are in the heavens will be shaken. So you have the sun, moon, and stars going dark. We've looked at that and we talked about that some. But the powers will be shaken. Matthew said that. Mark says that. That's speaking of demonic powers. That's speaking of satanic powers. Then verse 26. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send forth the angels and will gather together his elect from the four winds, from the farthest end of the earth to the farthest end of heaven. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that great? You know, sometimes we just need to give heed to this. We just need to read it. You can sit down and read the whole passage there in about five minutes just to remind us of what is yet to come. Particularly when you read the parallel passages, you see these nuances and these things that the Lord brings out uh, through one author and then another thing through another author. The bottom line is this. The Lord is coming. Don't be deceived. Here's the major way that most of us are deceived. People will say the Lord can come at any moment and any time. That's simply not true. There's some things that must happen. The very last thing that will happen, and most of these things have already happened, but the very last thing that will happen will be that the sun, moon, and stars turn dark, and all of a sudden the Shekinah glory of the Lord will appear as the sign that His coming is at hand. That's something to shout over, isn't it? Again, thank you so much for being with me. I'm Dale, and I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.